Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is October 9th, 2022. I feel like we are definitely in spooky territory. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, Halloween haunts open, haunted houses are open. You know, it's costume time. So, you know, definitely get into the vibe. Granted, a lot of my friends are into Halloween a lot. Like, they, if they could just have, like, eternal Halloween, they probably would take that. Um, hmm, trying to think. Like, a lot of them get into it around September, which I don't really like because I feel like it kind of crowds into my birthday time. You feel me? Yeah, I'm not a spooky guy per se. But uh, I do, you know, I like it. I like the energy sometimes. The aesthetic's okay. It's cute. You know, it's nice. But um, I know, I know. You guys didn't come here to talk about pumpkins and Halloween, and we're not there yet. Um, it's not what this podcast is about. But, you know, personal thoughts and musings, I guess you could say. Um, what else am I musing about right now? <laughs> Maybe not so much right now, but today. Ever since I went to La Rosa's, I've been thinking about aioli. Aioli, aioli, aioli. It's been permeating my brain. But apparently they have this like aioli sauce and someone had gotten it with their wings and let us try some. And now I had tried, I've tried some aioli stuff at uh, Chameleon, another pizza place I've referenced, talked about. And I'm really thinking like maybe aioli, 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 <laughs> aioli is goaded. Maybe that's that's the good stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's on my mind. We can uh, we can get into some news, though. I won't keep you guys, hopefully, too long. Uh, we can start with what I got from the Associated Press. Oh, wait, no. I don't want to start there. I'm going backwards. Whoops. Let's see. CNN World. That's where I want to start. North Korea fires two ballistic missiles. South Korea and Japan say. Now, this title is, you know... The most recent that has happened, but I want to say, what was it, Tuesday, there was another missile strike that went over Japan. And usually these these kind of strikes, they, they land in water. I mean, in this situation, all the, all the situations they did, no one was hurt, which is good. But let's see, the one that took place on Sunday, uh, it landed, the two missiles landed... Um, let's see, short wings missiles from the Munchan area of Kangwon province to the waters off the peninsula, peninsula, oh my goodness, guys, I'm sorry, uh, peninsula's eastern coast, um, South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff told reporters on Sunday. So, I guess it's where they landed. Um, I'm trying to think if I can find the one on this article where they said it landed on Tuesday. But essentially, um, like I said, no one was hurt, which is good. But it's just like a ratcheting up of things. Um, what is it? I believe Kamala Harris took a trip, like you know, an Eastern tour trip, kind of similar to Biden's in a way. But you know, she wound up in South Korea. Uh, part of that process of retaliation, quote unquote, from North Korea, they like to fire missiles and stuff like that. As well, um, South Korea, Japan, all these places, they do have military drills and stuff that they do. And that is often another thing that they do, uh, North Korea does in retaliation, which is like fire missiles and stuff to show their force and might. Now, granted, 
the one in that flew over Japan it is kind of, in my opinion, more relevant just because it, it's very provocative to not just shoot a missile that lands into the water, but shoot a missile that goes over another country's land. Uh, because, I mean, you never know what could happen if a missile had a failure, what, ha- what have you. If there was a vessel, like a sea vessel in the area where you're shooting that missile, something happens. Uh, you know, it's just all big deal shit. So definitely kind of put the conversation, you know, a little bit more ratcheted up uh, in the news this week. Um, so, you know, that's why we're here talking about it. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the U.S. imposed new sanctions Friday following North Korean uh, recent ballistic missile tests. Uh, that is from the U.S. Treasury and State Department. Um, I think that's really all I really want to do with this article. Yeah. Um, moving on, but staying with CNN, because the CNN Entertainment... Alec Baldwin reaches settlement with Helena Hutchins' family. Now, this is a civil, um, like, settlement, and, uh, the criminal, um, investigation is still ongoing. But, um, Alec Baldwin and, uh, not just Alec Baldwin, but, um, trying to think who else is involved, just, a. Like the filming company, um, as well as, uh, yeah, the film production companies. So it's like multiple. Um, it's producers and other key members of the crew. Oh, there's, that's, oh, sorry, I'm kind of a little bit sloppy here. The lawsuit filed in February in Santa Fe against Alec Baldwin, <coughs> the film's productions. Uh, the film's production companies, its producers, and other key members of the crew allege numerous industry standard violations. So essentially, on the civil end, this has all kind of been, you know, kiboshed. Uh, it's an undisclosed amount, but um, let's see. Matthew Hutchins, the widower, uh, the widower of Helena Hutchins, was killed on set, um, and she, he will be the executive producer. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, let's see. I'll read this quote. It's a little bit long. We have reached a settlement subject to court approval for our wrongful death case against the producers of Rust, including Alec Baldwin and Rust Movie Productions LLC. As part of that settlement, our case will be dismissed. The filming of Rust, which I will now executive produce, will resume with all the original principal players on board in January 2023. I have no interest in engaging in recriminations or attribution of blame to the producers or Alec ba- or Mr. Baldwin. All of us believe Halnia's death was a terrible accident. I am grateful that the producers and the entertainment community have come together to pay tribute to Helena's, Helena's uh, final work. And that was Hutchins in the statement. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a bug in my throat or something. But um, also, you know, from that, you know, quote, you can glean, you know, all the key people are going to be back, you know, so the cast is going to be on the film again. 
as well as the director, who was also shot, uh, Joel Souza. Um, he also has a quote that we really won't get into, but, you know, more or less just saying, you know, hey, he's on board and, um, you know, happy to be back and filming and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, let's see here. Um, like I said, they don't go into any of the, like, details on, you know, the amounts or anything like that. Uh, but as I mentioned at the top of this, the criminal investigation is still ongoing. Um, let's see. I got a quote here from Heather Brewer, who is a spokesperson for the office of the first judicial district attorney of New Mexico. While civil suits are settled privately and often involved financial rewards, criminal cases deal only in facts. If the facts and evidence warrants warrant criminal charges under New Mexico law, then charges will be brought. No one is above the law. Now, I should have explained this to like people who are unaware, not you know, because you know, we covered this a little bit. Well, when it happened initially, uh, Alec Baldwin, Elena, uh, you know, Halnia, they were on set together. She was, you know, filming shots and stuff like that. He was. Um, doing shots with this, uh, you know, supposedly a prop gun, and it was a prop gun, but it was loaded with real bullets. And, you know, he's using the gun, doing the shot, and he shoots and shoots her and also um, Joel in the process. Now, essentially, that wasn't necessarily his fault. He is using the gun as it is supposed to be used with blanks in it. And where Hanya was, there was no way that that was supposed to happen. Now, the armorer or whoever, someone loaded up this gun and, um, you know, gave this to, you know, Alec Baldwin to shoot and they do the test shots and everything. And, with live ammunition, someone, you know, is shot and then another person is wounded. So it's a super sad story. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily it's a conclusion, but at least, you know, in terms of, you know, the family, um, it is. So uh, let's see. The next article I got, I got from Yahoo News, also the Associated Press. Kim Kardashian fined $1 million by SEC over crypto promotion. So this is a story that kind of hit my, um, you know, airways. BBC covered it. Um, like I said, I got it on my news feed. But essentially, it was a cryptocurrency situation where I think what is it? Ethereum Max, yeah, Ethereum Max tokens. And you know, the way it went down, um, you could go on. I think it was like through an Instagram story, more or less. But you. It was like, you know, it was like a hashtag ad situation. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but I do have these friends that are making a lot of money off of Ethereum Max. And like, you guys should like look into it, yada, yada, yada. And I'm sure if you've been on social media and you follow any kind of like big pop person, you've seen this kind of thing. Um, Even if you've, um, you know, watched the Super Bowl, you know, LeBron James and Matt Damon, you know, all these motherfuckers. Larry Sanders, you know, they've all done, you know, crypto commercials. So it's okay to sell this stuff, but it's another thing if what you are selling is a blatant scam, if it is a pump and dump kind of uh, coin, 
So, you know, essentially these coins are worthless and, you know, you're doing, you're running scams on the people who are participating in it. And, um, let's see, Kim Kardashian made $250,000 in the process of doing this, which obviously is a lot to a person like me, you know, you, you know, average Joe person, but that's not a lot of money. Uh, but essentially because, you know, she got caught up in all this, she is, you know, in a situation where she is settled for a million dollar fine. Um, also, I believe she's working with, um, the SEC and stuff, like, being very compliant. Um, and granted, you know, once again, for Kim Kardashian, a million dollars is a slap on the wrist. It is something that you can take the hit on. But she's also not allowed to engage in any kind of investment sales, um, like, investment promotion for, like, three years. So... Honestly, I'd say the three-year kind of hit on that is probably the biggest hit. Um, I mean, granted, she can do plenty of other kind of commercials and things of that nature and be fine. But um, definitely just interesting this came up um, in this article. It also mentions that, um, let's see, in 2020, actor Steven Seagal agreed to pay more than $300,000 as a part of a similar settlement with the SEC, which has also banned him from promoting investments for three years. So, um, they also go as far as to mention other people who have settled, uh, boxer Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and DJ Khaled. We the best! I, I didn't do the, the, we the best! Uh, it's a little better. Um, but yeah, apparently, you know, for fraud, <laughs> it happens, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Must be nice to be in that pay, pay tax bracket, right? I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, scamming is, is gross. It's never cool. Also, I mean, I think if you're a celebrity, whatever, athlete, like, you have people, you should have people in your circle before you say yes to these kind of things to, like, vet them. You know what I mean? Because, like, yes, you can plead ignorance. Like, oh, I didn't know. Silly me. Ooh, goofy. Uh, I was quirked up that day. Like, okay, but you should have a team of people vetting these kind of things that you're saying yes to you know or no to whatever like um there's there's just should be some due diligence i would think but you know who am i who am i to judge who are we (laughs) we're just the you know the peasants right i don't know (laughs) but um we can move on to more money moves i guess you could say um i don't want to say this is a conclusion because i don't think this is over you know just to preface this article but um, I got this from The Street. Um, that's the name of the site. Um, but let's see. Twitter bid. Elon Musk is back on with his $44, or $44 billion deal. Um, I don't know. Is, is back on with his 44 I don't like that title. I'm actually reading it out loud. And this is like, I mean, hey, I shouldn't be critical. Thank you for the, the source. But, um, yeah, essentially, there's been a big backtrack before we actually get into the the litigations. I believe they were set to go in October 17th. Um, So, like, a week and a half away, they were meant to go into court to deal with this stuff. Now, granted, there's something I didn't cover, but I guess we can kind of say a little bit of a tangent. But Elon Musk, uh, his texts came out. 
as part of like a defamation or not defamation. I don't know what the word is. I'm looking for the legal jargon here. But as part of uh, the legal stuff, the discourse, he had to he had to disclose his text messages. So all like the, all of them have kind of come out now. They're like like a part of like the record of this. So it was just weird to like see and read just the text messages between him and all these like people. Um, you know, obviously the main parts were you know texts between like him and um, the Twitter executive. Um, gosh, I cannot get his name off the top of my head. Sorry about that. But um, it was like him, some other you know people who were involved in the loss or in the the deal. You know, just trying to like say, well, hey, what's going on with this? If you're, you know, you're actively kind of bashing, you know, Twitter, but you know, are we still going through all this? You know, you know, what's going on? Can you like take time? Um, as well as like texts between like him and Joe Rogan, um, which is really kind of corny. Like, I don't know, they were so hyped. Like, he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're gonna get Twitter, bro. That's awesome. You know. Finally, do something about, like, the woke mob agenda bullshit. Is this silly? Just, uh, whatever. Um, also, there's, you know, text, you know, Elon Musk talking it up the whole deal, too, saying, like, hey, you know, I want to get more money funding, you know, to, you know, secure the deal and all this kind of shit, and that'll get you involved in it. I don't know. It's more or less looking for investment, looking for investors. Um, so, you know, all those kind of texts came to light, but essentially... Elon Musk has kind of pulled 180 before the actual, you know, court is supposed to be in session and is saying, hey, I'm down to the deal. Not only am I down to the deal, I'm down to the deal as is, as is supposed to be. I want to do it. But he wants to do it and he doesn't want the court involved. So he wants Twitter to say, okay, say yes to this deal for me, but we do not go to court. We do not involve them. Nothing. And Twitter is saying, hold up, wait, hold the phone, wait. We are down to do the deal, but we want to do the deal in court. You know, we want to do the deal now with, like, court supervision. Because look at the situation. It's been such a mess. Um, And people are speculating, you know, it kind of goes into it in this article as well. You know, saying, well, why why is he coming back? Why is he coming back and, and taking the deal as is? But, I mean, there's definitely some, like, I wouldn't say, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. But, essentially, you know, he has been trying to haggle and negotiate with Twitter about getting the price down. But to no avail. Um, you know, Twitter has just kind of been like, no, we'll just wait. We'll just wait to go to court about this. You know, we're, we're not, we're not going to do that here this way. Uh, we want the deal as is if you're going to take the deal as is. And so he's done that to not go to court. Now, also some things I've kind of come to understand, too, outside of this article, uh, the price of this is very expensive. Um, I mean, this being a very, um, I don't want to say legendary or epic. Those are corny words to use for this. But it, it's just like a landmark kind of thing. It's it's not, this is not common. This is not everyday shit. So it's it's taking a lot to get it all done. It's taking a lot of legal money to even do and get these people in the room to get it all down. Um, so, I mean, it's possible he wants to avoid that part of it for sure, for sure. You know, you're already bleeding out a lot of money already. You don't want to bleed more, but you're you're on the hook one way or another. I mean, if you're Elon. So, you know, we'll see if he actually does wind up getting the ink on and dried on this. Uh I don't know. At this point, I really don't care. Twitter's going to be Twitter. 
I, I think it's it's definitely uh, potentially a bummer. Uh, I know some Twitter employees have kind of voiced their opinions and dismay, what have you, about Elon Musk taking over because, I mean, it's definitely going to be a lot of uh, regime change type stuff, uh, as well as like Twitter in and of itself becoming a private company. That's going to be different. You know, how are the ads going to be? You know, are they going to stay? Are they going to go? What's what's going to be the vibe there? Um, also, Elon Musk has gone to say that he wants Twitter to become like a part of uh, something more. And and I don't know if he meant to do this. I'm sure he thought he was like one upping here. But he was like, yeah, I want this to become like uh, like part of my like project. He didn't say project, but it's Project X. Like it's X. And it's like, what? What do you? What is that? And I'm sure that we're all supposed to be asking that question and wondering. But essentially, it's like this super thing that he wants, and he wants Twitter to be a part of it. Uh, and he's, you know, said before he wants like he views Twitter as like a town square kind of thing. So I imagine it's like some futurey bullshitty thing that I don't know. He thinks is going to be really cool and sound better than metaverse, but it really isn't going to be better than metaverse. <laughs> um. But yeah, wanted to talk about that. We'll see if there's any more plot twists and turns. Uh, you know I'm going to talk about that part for sure, for sure. You know, uh, I know I'm like a top peak Elon Musk hater. So, um, you know, I got to get my fucking licks in. Um, and I wanted to end on some good news. Like I said, I know last episode was pretty heavy if you got to listen to that. You know, once again, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I wanted to end on a little bit of a high note, so, uh, we're gonna do that, and I'm gonna make sure I am, uh, attenuated, frequencied, frequencied is not a word, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, attenuated, I feel like that's the word I'm gonna go with, final answer, but that might not even be it either, but you know what I'm about to do, you know what I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay, okay. And we're back. I got this last one from AP News. Uh, Biden pardons thousands for simple possession of marijuana. Also, I like the names of the journalists on this one, even though I should probably mention them more often. My bad. But uh, Zeke Miller. Hell yeah, that's a cool name. And Chris Megirian. Shout out to Zeke Miller. <laughs> uh, let's see. But yes, uh, President Joe Biden is pardoning thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession of marijuana under federal law as his as his administration takes a dynamic step towards decriminalizing the drug and addressing charging practices that disproportionately impact people of color. So we like that part. We like that. Um, Granted, this is kind of like a smaller thing. Um, Obviously, this is not necessarily saying, oh, we've decriminalized marijuana now. It's legal now. That's not the case. Far from it. Um, But... You know, looking at, you know, a state map, seeing what has been, you know, decriminalized in a, in a sense, um, has shifted to now, you know, medicinal or even uh, recreational in states. 
a lot of big moves have happened, and I'm very happy about that, you know, as a user. <laughs> um, you know, in Ohio, we have it medicinally. I would definitely like to see more, you know, advancement there, but it is nice. It's nice to be able to have, a, a, you know, a medical card, um, you know, have that at your disposal. Granted, it is a lot of money, but... <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, but it's worth it. It's good. Um, but it is a good thing. This is a good thing. Uh, the pardoning for sure. But sadly it, it is limited. It, it is only on a federal level. You know, Biden has called for governors to follow suit with this. Uh, you know, I, I mean, New York is already an example of this. They've more or less decriminalized the shit out of it. At one point they were like stop and frisk. They were doing the, the most. They were on some Giuliani ass bullshit. Um, I mean, I, I don't actually know if it was only Giuliani. I believe that was, um, fuck, de Blasio? Was Blasio on that? I don't know. I'm not that on it. I'm not that poli-sci, sorry. But, um, essentially, this is a dub. I like to take that. I like to celebrate that. But, um, hopefully we see more progress, um, in terms of, like, the state-to-state -state st uh, stuff. Republican governors, you know, Republican-heavy red states, I don't think you're going to see much of a change there. I think you really do have to flip it just to get it on the conversation, just to get it, it happening on a ballot ticket, you know. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. It's one of those things, you know, uh, midterm stuff can always, like, affect a lot. It makes a lot of changes, and that, that kind of leads to the road of getting the things that you want. Um, you know, that, I mean, obviously, you should go out and vote. I always implore people to uh, do that. But I also know too, that I, I, I get the feeling that you don't want to. I remember doing the most to get my dad to vote. Um, yeah. And you know, it happened. He, he did it and you know, Hey, Obama, you know, happened. Yay. Awesome. But I, I look at where we are now and it's like, that shit didn't even matter. It didn't matter at all. That was just a moment. And even in that moment, nothing really happened. So I get the feeling of wanting to just say, fuck it. Don't do it. But I would also say that, hey, I personally vote and intend on voting. Um, I, I definitely know on the midterm stuff, I've definitely been lacking. I've definitely been one of those guys who's like, oh, I'll make sure to do all the majors. But, you know, doing this podcast and just listening to other podcasts and doing my own research, it definitely, you see, like, if you if, if you try, you at least get to say that you, you had, you know, a voice in the matter. You know, you used your civic duty. Um, but that's the thing. I, I like the sentence that way. You used your civic duty. Like, people make it it's like, oh, it's like you're supposed to do it. And, like, it's you, it, it's your duty. And it's like, I guess. But, like, it's something that I choose to do. It's something I wake up and say, okay, I am making the choice to vote and cast my vote and be heard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do think that's the only way to make change in this shitty-ass situation where you have two parties. But uh, it is what it is. Once again, I want to talk about the dub. I want to talk about the wins. Um, it is cool that people are going to, you know, have that pardon. It, it, you know, even if you've already served, like, that's something that's on your record. And now you have that, like, amendment to that that can help you get jobs and things of that nature. Like, that's important. Um, also, though, the pardon doesn't extend to, like, other, like, Things like if you got convicted with an intention to sell or distribute, then you still have that. 
Um, also, if it's other drugs, like cocaine, whatever, that's no good. Um, I, one thing I did like, the article did make a good, like, mention comparison to that marijuana is still a Schedule One drug, you know, alongside, like, heroin and, like, yeah, alongside heroin or whatever, but like fentanyl or whatever is still something that isn't. And that's kind of like weird because fentanyl is like in the streets doing damage to people. Meanwhile, people are just smoking, you know, that's it. They're just chilling, smoking weed, relaxing. Um, So I, I like that the AP, you know, did that up. Um, hold on, let's see. Um. Yeah, here's the sentence right here. Marijuana is currently classified as a Schedule One drug alongside heroin and LSD, but ahead of fentanyl and methamphetamine. So, that's fun. That's cute. <laughs> also, I like the kind of rhyme. kind of had a little cadence to it. Um, but that's all I got. I appreciate you for listening. You're a pal. You're a friend. I love you. Um... I do have a Patreon. Gonna put up some more bonus content on there. Hopefully this week. I don't see why not. Might not be as spicy as um, the last. I really don't like want to like hit a Kanye hole, you know, and just never get out of it. But we'll see. I might. I might. I might stare into that abyss a little bit. I might not. Um, but yeah, definitely gonna just try to put up more there. That's Patreon.com/slash Isaiah News. Uh, let's see. Free way to hit me up. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Um, hopefully you guys have an amazing week ahead of you. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.